Welcome to the High Frequency Females Podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always, thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us, it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind, it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hannah Kate Home and her Hannah Kate Planner. For a limited time only and until stocks last, and trust me, these things are going to go so fast, Hannah is offering 40% off all of her life organizers. Now, the 40% is applied directly to your cart when you go to purchase, and these planners are definitely my life organizer. I use mine every single day. It helps me to organize everything from my finances, my goals, cleaning my house, and getting on top of that to-do list. But what I love most is the daily gratitude. Now, I think we all need to take the time to really practice gratitude in our lives because when we're in that state of gratitude, no negativity can survive. It's just impossible. But what you might not know is when you purchase one of these planners, $2 of every purchase is donated to Project Rescue Children. Their mission is to rescue and protect children from from child trafficking to exploitation all across the globe. They are committed to restoring and empowering the rights of every child. This charity is so dear and so special to Hannah's life and her heart and and now mine. So not only are you getting an amazing planner to organise your life, you are helping to protect children across the globe. Now, where to find Hannah is Instagram, which is at hannah.kate.home and her website is hannahkatehome.com. Wow, do I have a truly incredible human being on today's episode. I had so many takeaways myself uh, recording this. It was almost like I was in a coaching session because I was just asking questions that I know um, I wanted answers for and it's also answers that you know, my friends have been dealing with as well. Her name is Skylar Sustin and Skylar is an emotional and trauma release coach and healing is her world. Um, And wow, I'm just, it's so powerful and I can't wait for you to listen. Like even following her on social media, she has so many tips and tricks. She's also got a emotion release circle coming up in in just a few days. Uh, I think it's the 29th of, of April coming up. But if you're in Australia, it is, I think we'll fall on the 30th. But um, yeah, jump onto her social media. I'll link all of her contact details in the show notes so you can connect with her. But truly, truly 
incredible human being and what she's doing is so powerful and her message um, is truly just amazing. And because trauma comes in so many forms as well and I know I was sort of in that mindset that I've suffered trauma but in comparison to what other people have had in their lives that are so much more than what I've experienced, it's almost like I... I sort of was like, oh, is that really trauma then? Like, But trauma comes in so many different forms and it's so relative to each person's life as well and what they've experienced in this life. So have a listen, connect with Skylar. Even if you can't do the emotional release circle for whatever reason, definitely tap into her social media because it's, it, it's truly life-changing. So enjoy. Hello, Skylar. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're coming from far across the land from Australia, all the way from California, (laughs) (laughs) a beautiful state. So thank you for joining me so early this morning for you. Yes, I know. Popped out early, (laughs) but you're coming in late too compared to like our time zones right now. So, (laughs) And do you know what? Having these conversations so important that it doesn't matter if it's midnight, 2 a.m., I think the message that you need to get across to people all over the world is so important. And, you know, I think healing and really taking your mental well-being into your own hands, you know, it's not just about going to see a doctor or a psychologist. Healing comes in so many different forms. And I think what you deal with with emotions and trauma is is something we all can't escape from. It's something we all experience. Um, And so what you're about is just incredible. So let's go through what you're about and where it all began for you. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking to you today. Um, So I'm an emotion and trauma release coach. So I work with helping people release trapped emotions, traumas, and mindsets that are keeping them from really being able to align themselves with a life that they are basically that's really aligned with their soul rather than like what they're living based on their pain and um like emotional pain traumatic pain and all of i got started in all of this a lot from my own healing experiences um i started my healing journey in 2020 um i during covid i was in school at the time and i had to come home move home and it was everything and anything i didn't want <laughs> like all of us were kind of forced into something that we didn't want to experience some kind of atmosphere or like just like the idea of being stuck in at home and that was very prevalent for me during the time and long story short i was pushed to a point where i was almost ignore i was ignoring all of my emotions i was like faking positivity like trying to look on the bright side of things And it wasn't until like the reality hit that I wouldn't be going back to school like at a time that I wanted to that it was like, okay, I can either continue to be miserable and a victim of everything that I'm feeling right now, or I can decide to make a shift. And I chose the second one very hesitantly, um, I'm going to add. (laughs) But that is where my healing started and where I dove into a lot of the topics that I now like share with others and help others through because after so long of not really putting my emotions first, 
and not allowing them to be understood fully, I had to learn how to do the opposite of that, to give them that space and then understanding how much the impact of those emotions and past things are impacting kind of one, the way that I go about life in that moment and today, but also what is possible for me in the future if I'm continuing to hold on to these things. Yeah. And what I heard you sort of say that is that, you know, you had to come home from college. It wasn't the best situation. And, you know, trauma comes and emotions come in so many different forms Mm -hmm. and it varies from person to person. And there's a lot of stigma around, you know, emotions and how we're feeling and in your brain. And we have to think of the brain as an organ like you break your leg. So when you break your leg, you go to the hospital, you know. 100%. And, you know, in my world and especially in Australia and in other parts of the world, a lot of people don't like to talk about their feelings, you know. We're very sarcastic Mm -hmm. here in Australia. So, you know, we brush things under the rug. We don't like to really go in depth. So there's a lot of, especially older generations, don't really like to talk about emotions, and oh yeah and that is really hard so we get stuff it down till we explode do you find with a lot of your clients it's just coming to that realization that I am in a state of overwhelm and trauma and they see no way out yeah there's it it's different I think there's there's some people who it's like recognizing that these emotions are maybe present and then have not knowing how to work through them themselves or like feeling like there's some kind of block or something that they feel stuck in that is something that they can't really grasp their head around like there's like this feeling of being blocked or stuck but it's like how like what is this feeling why is it there how do I work through it that was something that I felt very prevalently during that time like okay there's such a big block like I'm feeling And yes, it might, like for me, I was blaming it on those external experiences, right? Like we tend to do like, well, I'm blocked and I'm stuck because I am stuck. Like I can't go anywhere. This is what I'm doing. But then like, if you really take a moment to look at that, which is what we end up doing in like, in these sessions with me is that looking at how that's actually just a mirror, like how that's really a mirror for what you're experiencing within because if you're feeling like there's some kind of like block or you're stuck in something around you then like how are you holding yourself in that space and a lot of times that is because of those like trapped emotions traumas and mindsets aka trapped energies I usually call them to group them that are at the root of a lot of things and why it's hard to sometimes understand what what is creating this block because they're things that we have decided not to look at, but are coming out in other ways. And it's so interesting that you say, you know, blocks or trapped energies. Like, how did you even recognize that in yourself that you needed help? Or did someone else make you realize that? Um, so I think it was a combination. Like, one, I was like, I did it. I was like at a point, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in this stuck and stuck quotes in this place. 
And so if I'm going to, I need to find a way to make it work. Um, but also outside of myself, like my mom, who obviously I was living with, could tell very prevalently that I was not like in a good space because of everything. And so she actually recommended uh, me to work with a friend of hers who was an emotion code practitioner. And she eventually ended up mentoring me in a lot of that work to be able to then that's kind of what led me into, you know, starting that because if I were just me, I probably wouldn't have known where to look or like, where to start this. So she my mom was able to kind of find and think of someone who might on a lesser scale be able to like do that. That's amazing. Amazing. And you're through your journey and where you're at now. How do you identify within people like their blocks? And what is your process with dealing people with, you know, extreme trauma or trapped emotions and energies? to you know small traumas yeah so I know you mentioned that earlier like all of our traumas can look different like they're they can all look different they can all feel different they can all be expressed differently and people usually say that they feel blocked or stuck like you can usually at least pinpoint that kind of feeling and So there's not really a trouble with having to pinpoint that feeling, but then finding out what the root of that is, I use a process called muscle testing, which is a way to connect with your subconscious and your body wisdom that allows you to um, somatically slash kinesthetically connect with the body in a way that gets answers um, that the body wants to share about these trapped energies. And so there's usually some type of intention that is set by the client. But then when we're in it, like I have absolutely no control over what comes out. Like the subconscious takes over fully because it knows what you need to release. It knows what you've been holding on to and what needs to come up and out. And so that's what that muscle testing process does. It allows that subconscious to finally be heard. Something that you have pushed all of your things aside into is now you're giving the space to actually communicate with you what it's been trying to maybe through like physical sensations, defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms, like all these external manifestations that are coming up now to release. And so in that muscle testing process, we pinpoint like those specific trapped emotions, traumas and mindsets get like specific details about them. And sometimes the specific details or the specific event comes up and you know what it is and sometimes you don't. And it's really about bringing in that awareness, but really at the end of the day, releasing the energy of whatever those things are. So then you then have the choice, the space to decide how you want to move forward from there. Releasing it releases that energetic attachment to those things so that you can bring in awareness to actually decide to make a shift that's why I implement like that coaching piece of it because once we release things it's like okay sometimes like where do I go from here or like what do I do with this now being released and that's that choice that we have like now that you're not specifically tied down by the pain energetically how are you going to let that pain impact you in your mindset, in the way that you view the world, in all of those other things that you get to consciously decide to make a different choice on the meaning you give those 
the way that they impact you and the actions that you take based off of those. Yeah. Wow. I literally just want to fly (laughs) over to California and I want you to test my muscles because I saw something on Instagram that you were leaning forward and back in a yes, no. Yeah, that's that. That, Yeah. Like, honestly, say your Instagram handle. Every listener has to go there right now. Yes. Instagram handle is just my name, Skylar Sustin. Um, S-K-Y-L-A-R-S-U-S-T-I-N. But yeah, like that's basically the muscle testing process. Like, so what happens is that when we ask ourselves a question and granted in each session, I like make sure everyone's like in a grounded, like very like mellow, like in the body type state, because your mind can really impact the answers. Like if you're not like grounded in within the body. And so what happens is when you ask a yes or no question, so like I'll ask the question, are there any energies in Tiana's highest good to release right now? Like your body, uh, what happens is your muscles get stronger when something resonates with it, when something's truthful and therefore you move forward. Um, If something doesn't resonate or it feels, you know, bad, false, then you move backwards because your muscles get weaker as a result of that question. That's like how the muscle testing process works and how what that video is that you saw. (laughs) Well, I actually, my kinesiologist uses it as well to ask Mm -hmm. questions and because I struggle with knowing my own value and by just, I've really had to lean into by just me being I am valuable. And yeah, yeah, so through that muscle testing, that's where I found that I didn't value myself. So, and mm. yeah, so, and since really tapping into that, I, I can resonate like with what you're doing and how impactful it can be to, you know, really tap into that subconscious. Yeah, there are so many different amazing ways to use muscle testing. I know like a lot of chiropractors use muscle testing, like, um sometimes like a lot of some nutritionists or acupuncturists or you know like kinesiologists of course like use it to see like maybe what kind of foods are right for the body like all of that kind of stuff it's very um diverse in the way that you can use it and something that you can do like at any point in any time yeah now you had something on your instagram recently which we've previously discussed was those six steps of emotional (laughs) processing I just thought that was really cool. And, you know, like I said earlier, emotions is something that we all deal with every single day, every single minute we are feeling. So can you walk us through that? Because I thought it was so powerful. Yes. So um, the first step for the – so the purpose of, first of all, these six steps that I share are to, one, help bring in awareness for how – how to work with your emotions rather than against them and also to help avoid like trapping those emotions in the future because a lot of times the reason why we trap them is because we don't have the knowledge of how to work and process them like sometimes it's a conscious choice to push them down and not feel (laughs) but sometimes it's also because we just don't know how and so the first step for the uh, emotion processing is to acknowledge and observe so simply taking a moment to like pause whether it's in the emotion or whether you're sitting down to like consciously go through this process like really just acknowledging that the emotion is present and observing what it feels like and looks like in your body in your mind like all of those different things and the second one is feeling 
So allowing yourself to really dive into the feeling, like whatever that looks like. So maybe it's crying, maybe it's like rage work, healthy rage work, (laughs) like healthy ways of feeling just to be able to allow that emotion to arise and come out. And then the third step is grounding and surrendering. So this is the step that is important for helping you transition out of the feeling and into reflecting. Because a lot of times we can get stuck in that feeling process and not know how to move out of it. So this is that step to do that. And the purpose of the grounding and surrendering is to bring you into your body, to bring you back into the present moment. So whether that's through breath work, whether that's through, you know, grounding or gratitude type of meditation or practice, like something to really bring you back into the present moment and into feeling your breath, feeling your body to then be able to move out of that feeling process. And the timing of this is different for everyone, different for every emotion. Like sometimes you can go through this in like a day, in an hour, 10 minutes. Like sometimes it takes longer than that. So really just feeling into what's best for you, but not allowing yourself to stay in that feeling and making sure this step is prevalent. And then the fourth one is that reflection step. So this is really important for helping to be able to understand the root of the emotion, like getting to understanding where it's coming from. So whether it's through journaling or just asking yourself questions like, when have I felt this emotion before? What times does this get triggered? How is this emotion connected to something I'm experiencing today? And is that similar to something I've experienced in the past? Um, Are there any physical sensations that are connected to this? Are there any thoughts that are connected to this? Really diving deep into how this emotion is showing up and looking at the patterns that this emotion might have brought in the past so that you can understand that root. And then the fifth step is finding the gold, aka shifting your perspective. So now that you've felt it, you've understood it, what can you learn from it? How can you use this in your life to then help move you forward, like to be able to take some type of action afterwards? So finding what the purpose of this is coming up. Is it trying to get your attention for a specific reason Um, or really just understanding like what is it that you're meant to shift a perspective on to be able to see how this is serving you rather than maybe like hurting you? And then the last sixth and final step is that um, release step. So a lot of what I focus on in my work and is that releasing in action. So releasing like the energy of that emotion so that you actually have that space to understand and decide an action to take. Because at the root of all our emotions is that they're those action seekers. They're here to tell us that there's an action we need to take, whether that's to bring awareness to something we need to release and let go of, something that we need to recognize we have no power or control over and we just need to surrender, or that there's an actual action we can take to manage the emotion that we're experiencing. So that's the six processes, six steps in this emotion processing in a nutshell. And I think the most important thing that I want to share on top of that is that this process looks different all the time. Like sometimes the steps might be swapped. Like sometimes you're feeling something right off the bat and you have to consciously like, okay, acknowledge and observe and then step into things like 
the most important thing is not the order, but the fact that you would put yourself in each of these steps at some point. So the order is really like if you're going to sit down and work on emotion in that moment, but really realistically, the order is not always the order. (laughs) And so just giving yourself that grace and knowing like what is best for me to do first and then going from there. Now, I myself personally, when you said you can get quite trapped in the feelings and to move out, what are the best steps? Because sometimes like I feel and it ruins my whole weekend if something's happened on a Friday and it's horrible and I just keep Mm -hmm. reflecting and I can't get out of that that feeling stage. What are your tips to be able to snap out? (laughs) Yeah, I can totally relate to that too. Like I've had my fair hand at like getting caught by the emotions and almost feeling like it's like, like a sense of feeling controlled by them too. Right. And so I think the most important thing is one to recognize that it's a decision. Mm -hmm. Like it's a decision to stay in the emotion, like long story short, like we can decide because the, our emotions are not in control of us. They are just something that comes in to give us a message. And when we recognize that it's easier to, to recognize that we have a decision of how, of being able of staying in the emotion or not it's it's almost like so when you're in that it's like you need that state change right so that's like maybe when you're stuck in that emotion like you go jump in a really cold pool or if that's not accessible to you like throw water on your face or that's where that surrendering like that grounding piece like breathing deeply into your body and feeling the breath like in your stomach like rising and falling like basically doing something to get out of your head and into the body, into the present moment. So maybe even like um, one thing that I actually used to do um, that I think I saw somewhere was I had, I grabbed a, I went to the beach and I got a container of sand. And so that when you have that container of sand, you can kind of like hold it and play with it and then use that as a grounding technique to be able to feel into the sand because I feel like that one helps like sensory like bring you back to the moment but also like just that sense of like the beach sand like also gives another like element of it um but really anything that brings that change in like I know some I've heard people like if they have like a rubber band on their wrist like just like lightly like licking it like once Anything to bring in that sensation to your body to recognize that you're right here, right now. Yeah, perfect. You know what? I I can really just even you've just sort of blown my mind for a second because <laughs> it's making that emotion. That's a decision to decide to stay in that that feeling. Yeah, and I think that's where you got to recognize is okay. I'm torturing myself by reliving that emotion and those feelings and keeping myself in there. Yeah, and there's a really good uh, meditation technique, um, and it's about being in the present. And it's literally for one mm. minute, and you go through your five senses, like what do you yeah. smell, what do you feel, like the fabric of your clothes, you know, what do you hear, what do you taste, and you go through those five emotions to bring you back in that present moment so yeah I know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow 
<laughs> well, that's a perfect us. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. No, I know. I totally get it. I totally resonate it with it too. Like it's a hard thing to learn. And especially when you're like, there's, because when you're in that, it's also like your ego, like staying in it is a choice of the ego because your soul's not going to want you to stay in that emotion. It's going to want you to understand it and learn from it. Right. And so I think even just like building that awareness and mindfulness for like, okay, like, why do I want to stay in this emotion right now? Like, why am I moping in this? Why am I staying in this? Because like you said, like, sometimes it's just adding to the suffering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, feeling the emotion is one thing, but staying in it is something that you decide to do. And feeling is something that we don't have a choice. Like, that's an important thing you need to do. But, you know, that's staying in it, that moping in it, that allowing it to extend beyond its stay, stay beyond, like, that time is something that we are choosing to do. And maybe there's some kind of fear or something we're afraid to really look at as a result. Like, I know for me, when I would stay in it, it was always, like, well, I, it was almost like an entitlement too. Like, I don't know if you can relate to it. And that's the ego as well. Like that entitlement around like, well, I'm, I'm feeling these emotions. Like this is just the mood I'm in right now. Like, you know, like, but that's, that's all ego. Like our emotions don't need to be there for time where we're deciding that they have to be there. Like, once you work through these steps, you recognize that feeling is not as long as we often feel like it is. Um, and that when we recognize like, you know, where it comes from and deciding to do something about it, that's where we can see like, okay, I don't need to stay in this. Like it's here for a reason. Thank you. And I appreciate you coming up, but I'm ready to learn your lesson and move forward from it. Well, I've been working with the shamanic healer who is actually also my best friend and <laughs> uh, love her, Kobe from Coracle Wellness. She's like amazing. Um, now, Kobe was actually saying to me, because I've been working with like trying to heal with some emotions and stuff that's been happening and dreams that keep coming in. And mm. um, she said that I had this wound almost like I was so used to having this pain that I didn't want to heal it because I was so oh. used to it that I was afraid that it would hurt to release that pain almost. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Wow. <laughs> like that makes total sense. That makes total sense. I've actually had a couple people um, who have felt the exact same way when releasing emotions. Like, there's a hesitancy sometimes to specific ones because they think, and this is probably your experience, like if you release it, there's a uncertainty afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like there's the uncertainty of, okay, well, I've lived with this for so long and I've gotten comfortable with it, even though it's not good. Like if I release it, is something worse going to come in? Like, am I not going to feel as protected mm -hmm. because I have released my wall around whatever this is, because bottom line, what we, what we, you know, harbor is because we're afraid to like, look at it. And we've built a protection around experiencing that. So when it comes up to release, there's this question of like, 
what do I do without this? Also, and maybe it's also because there's a piece of your identity attached to it, Mm -hmm. like that you've allowed this emotion or trauma to actually become something you define yourself as. And so without that, it's also like having to re-understand who you are. But while it seems intense that trying to understand who you are is actually a version of just getting closer to your true self because that pain and that emotion and trauma that's there is something that is connected to like a pain version of yourself an ego version of yourself like someone who experienced hurt and removing it is just a version of being able to connect closer to your soul ultimately is that identity that you're leaning into but it is a scary thing to release those emotions and those traumas that you've harbored because we try to protect ourselves from it I feel like you've just described my life and you've just given me like a counseling session just right there (laughs) (laughs) honestly me too I was like wow that makes a lot of sense yeah and and it, it, do you know what it's like you know you have so many different little things that happen in your life and each person like you know for me like through school like I was never bullied I had the most amazing friendships and stuff but you know stuff happened you know around high school and out out of school and you know my parents separated like when I was an mm-hmm. adult and you know you know, that might not be a trauma for some people, but for me, like, that was huge. And Oh, I had the exact same experience. So, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> and, and do you know what? You know, but then you almost feel guilty for, you know, I've been so blessed where I've never really had huge natural disasters or I've never witnessed anything really horrific. So sometimes I feel guilty that, yeah. you know, I'm holding all these things in because I'm like, well, so many people have it so much worse than I do yeah yeah that's so true and I totally feel that too and I think I've also felt that a lot as well like especially at the start like of healing because when you realize you have all these things come up and it's like for so long it's almost also like I thought you sometimes you think you had this amazing great life and and you do you still do when you're in that but recognizing that like we said earlier, like that pain and that emotion and trauma comes in all different forms and not, it's not like a comparison game, but you can also use like that recognition that people have it worse as like, okay, I can work through this. Like I, I can go through this. I can manage it. Like that giving that perspective on like, while I have these hurts and these pains and these traumas, which are totally valid because they're experiences I've had, recognizing that, you know, bringing in that gratitude for the life that you have had at the same part. Like I'm all about balancing, balance in your healing journey. Like no matter how much you have, no matter how big it is or how small you think it is, like bringing in that balance of addressing those deeper and darker things but also bringing in that gratitude that mindfulness and that play that ultimately is what shifts us out of whatever amount of turmoil we have within because even if it's not as much as other people or maybe it is as big as other people like 
it's all about how we perceive our own stuff ourselves, right? Like at the end of the day, we're all human. So we're all going to experience some type of suffering. And so giving yourself the grace and gratitude for actually bringing in the awareness to work through that and however level that looks. Yeah. And I think it's so important to recognize that, you know, whatever you feel, whether, you know, your experience is a huge event or not, if it's something you're feeling, it's important. If it's weighing on your heart and your soul, it's important. And Mm -hmm. I really want to stress that to anyone that's listening right now that I know for myself, like I said, like the small things, but it is important. It's just as important as, you know, things that are going on in the world too because it's something that's weighing on my heart. Right. Yeah. So now what would your daily practice look like of, you know, you talk about gratitude and, you know, coaching and I know – I just can't stress to everyone enough to just go check out Skylar's Instagram. Like just <laughs> since I've connected with you, I've there's just so much value there. There's just so much Thank you. and power that you're creating and you're cultivating. And just, oh, my God, I'm fangirling almost because it's just so, <laughs> so, so powerful, so powerful. But I just want to, you know, how do you deal with stuff on a day-to-day? What are the practices, you know, that you've, you know, developed through your healing journey? Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. And I appreciate, you know, that it it helps and there's value in it. Um because, you know, it's all what I needed at some point. So hearing that it's helpful for other people at that point in their journey is really, really humbling. But um, so it's I think that uh, like morning and night routines are the most important for me. Like um, routine is always important, but also like having that flow at the same time. And so what I really like to implement is, you know, sometimes it's different, like sometimes it's based on how I'm feeling in that moment. But um, what I've been trying, especially in the last few months to implement is waking up like a half hour earlier in the mornings so that I have like one that time to kind of settle into the day, but also to give me space to flow through whatever feels right for my soul. Like it's really like doing things that feel aligned for me in that moment to kind of start my day off right. So during that 30 minutes, like I'll start off like making sure like I drink some water. So um, because I was always really bad at drinking water. So drinking a glass of water right when I wake up, like sometimes that 30 minutes is like stretching. Sometimes it's um, meditation or writing or there's the structure of that like routine, but then there's the flexibility and flow of what I do in that time. And then at night, I really like to make sure that I end my night with like reading a book. Like that's a big like self-care thing for me. Um, One, because it helps me fall asleep and also because it's just something that I enjoy doing. And like in terms of like emotions and like awareness and mindfulness, a couple questions that like I like to ask myself from like like daily is one, um, um, before I go to sleep, I'll ask, okay, what did I do for my soul today? What did I do for my mind today? And what did I do for my body? So bringing that awareness for all elements of like ourself and also becoming aware of, okay, how did I one, take care of myself, but also do things that felt aligned and right to kind of put me on that path. 
And that's a question. And then, oh, also something um, which is you can do like at any point, like sometimes I'll put an alarm on my phone for a random time in the day. And that alarm will be like um, asking the question, okay, what, what thoughts am I thinking? What emotions am I feeling? And what physical sensations am I feeling right now? And so another way to like bring in that mindfulness and awareness to like condition it for, you know, that kind of just being a thing that you like automatically turn to to like pay attention to but also so that you give yourself that space to recognize things that you might not have before so I think all of those are like main things like there are things that I do like when an emotion comes up I'll try my best to like work through that like six steps that I shared earlier um and especially like that breathing and that recognition piece and then I do the emotion releasing stuff on myself too when I feel that I need it so all of that kind of goes into it. But again, I'll, I'll have my moments where, <laughs> you know, you get stuck in the emotion, you have to work through it. I just went through a thing where I had to like recognize like how much my thoughts were like impacting like what I what I thought the reality was like. So really like sometimes like checking in with all of that. That's why those three questions are really important. Like because sometimes what we think and feel is not actually real. Like it's just like that ego coming in to like show us something based on pain or like past fears. So that was something I had to like work through a lot like <laughs> last month. But sometimes you have to, you know, forgive yourself a little bit and give yourself a bit of lenience because sometimes you can really be hard on yourself and make yourself feel bad if you like. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's really, really important to – you know and like you said you have that flexibility in the morning and you know if you forget to drink a glass of water you forget to drink a glass of water it's not the end of the world either yeah and being that right kinder to yourself essentially right and if you forget or you know you don't think that you've done enough then you have another chance to to do what you feel that you did it the next day or later in the day like it's not like end all be all like that's again like kind of that staying in it kind of thing like you can then choose to like get hard on be hard on yourself and and like stick with those stories that you have about yourself because like when you do that it's really just like um giving more evidence to like whatever stories or beliefs that you have about yourself like and it might not be true but it might be true for based on what you've experienced up to that point and so if you like get really hard on yourself, then one, look at like what the root of that is, but also recognizing that that's also a choice. Like it's a choice to stay mad at yourself or stay mad at other people or whatever that may be. Now, before we finish up, I just got to ask you one last question. And, you know, through this whole healing journey and, you know, you're walking up to the younger version of yourself, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? And then what would you ask your older version of yourself? Mm, I think for my younger self, I would probably say like keep, I would probably say like keep going, like keep doing what you're doing. Like it won't stay forever. Yeah. Like, cause I think the biggest thing, like when I was younger, especially like feeling like heavy emotions it was always like a fear that I would stay in it forever and it would never go away or like 
because I didn't know how to work through it. You know, I didn't know how to move myself through it at that point. Um, But also that I think also what's important to say to like our younger self is that what you're experiencing is important so that you can then help others with it. Because recognize that there was a point where I finally recognized that. And that's kind of what put me onto this path of like emotional trauma release coaching. But that recognition helped move me out of it so much. And so I think like having that recognition earlier would also be really helpful. And then for the question I would ask my older self, I think would be, that's a hard one. I I can't (laughs) answer that even for myself. So (laughs) like, I know that's a hard question because they're like, what's also like what route do I want to go like (laughs) um I think I would probably ask like do you feel you did every we did everything we could to you know one help in the way that we feel we were meant to but also not have any regrets about life you're amazing and you know you've <laughs> added so much value to my life even just talking to you today and your Instagram and I think sometimes you you forget when you're in it and you know you're podcasting and you're coaching you don't realize mm. that how impactful one post could be or one you know sentence can be and I know you've changed my world so much just in this conversation and just in that little bit of that you know by I'm choosing to stay in that emotion and I'm choosing that emotion is really I'm I'm really going to reflect on that and so even if it's just me that you helped today which you're going to help me more than it's just me but (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to know that you're appreciated so much by me and everything that you're doing is so valued and you are valued so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Is it? Yeah, you. I can get stuck in that too. Like when you put the posts up and all the things, like you want to help, but then there's sometimes like, okay, is it doing what it needs to do, like, or what it's meant to do? But I appreciate that. Thank you. So where can everyone find you? You've got some amazing things coming up. I see you're doing. Is it a meditation? You had a few spots left, but by the time this yeah. releases, it it'll be passed. <laughs> Yes, by the time this releases, that will be passed. But um, yeah, so like I said earlier, if you want to connect, um, Instagram is honestly the best place to do that with me. Like um, my at is just my name, Skylar Sustin. Um, if you want to find me on other platforms like TikTok or Facebook, then that's also just uh, my name that you can find me at. Um you can, uh, my website is also skylarsustin.com. So that has all the information about working with me, more about my story. Um, I have, um, like we were saying, emotion and trauma release coaching, which I do virtually. So I can do it no matter where you are in the world. <laughs> um, if you're in Australia, Australia the, the time difference we'll have to figure out, but no worries. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I do that and that's, uh, we can do virtually. It's all, um, about what we talked about today. And um, I have coming up on, I think you'll have to tell me if this is going to come out by then, but on April 29th, 
It will be. It'll um, be up before then. <laughs> okay, great. So on April 29th, I have a virtual emotion uh, releasing circle. And so you can find the link to sign up to that on my Instagram or any of my pages, my website also. And that is going to be focusing on actually releasing the energetic attachments to the emotional energetic attachments to like defense mechanisms and coping mechanisms and really understanding where those come from to help move through those. And I believe that is it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time. It's so greatly appreciated and I can't wait for everyone just to listen to this. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening also. Thank you.